Welcome and thank you for listening. This is Claiming Your Voice with Janice Garrard. In this podcast, I feature guests who have passionate stories of hope, inspiring others to claim their voice in a world where we can be bold together. Tonight's guest is Judy Wong. Judy is an international educator, consultant, life coach, and speaker in the performing and visual arts and various education and business industries. She is an energy healer and a certified Silva Method practitioner. Judy is on a mission for those like her who are over 60, 70, 80, and 90 to raise their foundation of life and live life for living. Her website is livingoutloudain'toveryet.com. Welcome, Judy. I'm excited to hear your story. Can you tell us about living life for living? Well, you know, people ask me about my fountain of youth because I know I don't look my age, though I do promise you that Doreen Gray paintings in, in the closet. <laughs> but it's not really about a fountain of youth. It's, a, it's about a fountain of life. And my clients who are like me, over 60, and I am way over 60, 70 and 80, who want to raise that fountain of life so that they can recapture the exhilaration of their younger years and get back to their bubbly, optimistic self while making a living doing it. Because it's not too late. We can still make a living doing it. And we do not have to live on limited income the way some people would like us to. You know, the problem is, is that they just don't know how. And the world is so busy telling them how to live their lives for their death. And very few care to show them how to live their life for living. All they hear about is retirement, which is really living your life for your death, not your life. You know, and I believe you should live your life for living. I mean, we all are going to die someday, but it shouldn't be the object of our life. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of planning. Um, when you go to like a financial planner, they talk about, let's talk about your retirement, how are we going to plan for your future? And I think I had told you previously one time I had listened to one of those shows and it was like, it was so depressing because all they talked <laughs> about was what if you end up in a nursing home? What if, you know, exactly. and, and we know that things like that happen, but what you're talking about is planning to live That's and right. use those years past 50 living. So what can you say about that? Because um, so, our society, go ahead. Yeah, our society is, you know, honestly, when we were younger, when I was younger, um, people didn't live very long it was it was a very short lifespan and if somebody was a hundred we celebrated because it was unusual you know um, but today so many people are living to a hundred you're not necessarily having a big celebration now you have a big celebration when they make it to a hundred and ten so who's to say when our life is going to end they did studies on longevity, and the people who were 190s and 100 and 110, not one of them thought they were old. Not one of them lived their life for their death. They lived it for living. And, you know, they've even proven, even if you have a terminal disease, 
and a doctor gives you a definitive end date. It has been proven over and over and over again that those patients with terminal illnesses, the ones that accept the death and live for the death, die. The ones that refuse to live for the death and live for living, they have outrun the dates that people have given them for their death. So you don't have to live for your death because who knows when that's gonna be? Like when you were in your 20s, you could be hit by a bus tomorrow. And, and you know, you don't know that. So why should you, just cause you're over 60 or 70 or 80, start living your life for your death? You have no idea when that's going to be. And who's to say, if you're 60 years old, that in 10, 20 years, 110 is not going to be, is now gonna be normal. And maybe 150 will be unusual. Who is to say that? You know, when you think about it, if you're only 60, you've probably got about 30, 40 years to go. That's a whole lifetime. You know, even if you're in your 80s, you got a good 20 years to go. That's a whole lifetime. And who's to know, who's to say that it won't be longer than that? You know, with science and and progress, there is so much more that is happening. And we can't make those decisions. So if you keep living your life for your death, that's exactly what happens. The universe gives it back to you. You know, you 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 don't want to be living for life because you think it's all over and everybody in the world wants to tell you you're all over. Um, mm -hmm. But that's ridiculous. Because... So like retirement, um, when people hit 55, they just expect silly. you to retire. Or that's if you're silly. 60, you, you know. It's what's like worse is, yeah. Yeah, now, you know, when I hit 60, it was so funny. You have to imagine this. Here I'm turning 60. I had just got married. So I was having this amazing, wonderful life within a new family and everything. And, and, and I had a brand new career. I was an international speaker. I was doing so amazingly well. I had just turned 60 and all of a sudden, all anybody wants to talk to me about, all I get in the mail, all I get on, on the emails and the social medias and everything is, oh, you're retired or you're going to be retired, or you're going to have to live now on limited income. And and how? what is your death plans for Pete's sake? Really, my death plans? They wanted to know what my, my death plot was going to be and how was I planning my death? I said, I didn't know I was dying. I was just beginning a new life. What are you kidding me? Why are you telling me I'm, I'm on my way out when I'm just getting started? And that's the truth is a lot of us, you know, when we were younger, if, if we got sick of our job and decided we were gonna get rid of it, we never called it retirement. We called it getting rid of the job and moving on to something bigger and better, right? If, if our company was downsizing and we were, we were being laid off, we didn't call it retirement. We called it out with the old and in with the new. We go out and find something bigger and better. So why the heck at this point in time, just because 
You've been doing the job for 20 years and you're sick to hell out of it and you don't want to do it anymore. Why should you be calling it retirement? Are you planning on sitting around in a rocking chair and waiting for your death? Because that's what you're going to be telling the universe. But if you say, no, okay, I'm out of this job. I've got rid of the kids. I got my new life. It's great. I mean, look at me. I was, I, I, my children were grown. My husband's children were grown. We had grandkids. It was lovely. I got to see my grandkids. They were fun. But we were having a new life. You know, the problem is so many are, are busy defining this point of their life by their last job or their last family or their last relationship. And the truth is, if you lived 60, 70, 80, 90 years, you've had a heck of a lot of life under that body going on. And there is so much more to you than the last bloody 20 years, you know, or the last 10 years or the last 30 years. Because think so about it. When you have Even a if you're only 60, you. you got 30 more years that yeah. you're ignoring. <laughs> so, Judy, when you have a client come to you and maybe they're in a crossroads at life where they are like 50, closer to 60 years old, and they're scared. You know, they don't know, you know what the future is going to hold for them because. Because everybody tells them that, right? You know, or their workplace even, wants to get rid of them because they're it, getting older and they're going to be a liability for their insurance. You know, even people, I've talked to people who are like, oh, no, I'm, I'm very healthy and I'm strong and I, I can do more things. I'm going to do things that are fun. Well, who's to say doing something fun can't make you money, too? I mean, when you were younger, if you did something for fun, you made money. You figured out a way to make money doing it. It's no different from when you were younger and when you're older, other than somebody telling you you're too old. You know, like George Burns said, you get older, but you don't have to get old. It's a mindset. It really is a mindset. And the problem is that even if you have the mindset that I'm not, I'm not rolling over just yet. When you get told over and over and over and over again, you start thinking, oh dear, maybe, maybe they have something about this. Maybe, maybe they're right. Why would they be telling me I'm old, old, old over and over again? Why would they be telling me I have to work on limited income? Why would they be telling me I'm over the hill and, in, and it's too late to do anything with my life if it wasn't true? It's kind of like we've got the internet these days and people think if it's on the internet, it's true. It's not. Just because it's on the internet, does not make it true. Just because somebody tells you this does not make it true. But the problem is, is that if you've lived 60, 70, 80, 90 years, you have had built up a whole bunch of lies, a whole bunch of negative stories, a whole bunch of labels people have given you. Sometimes they were given to you in meanness. Sometimes they were given to you because at the time it was to protect you. But that was then. 
This is now. We don't need them. We are different people. We are the full, um, the full uh, compendium of all those years that we have been living. We're not just those last 20 years or those last 30 years. We have all those years before that, <laughs> which some people have just forgotten, you know? And what I do is I work because I am an energy healer. Um, and what I do with people is I help them unpack and uncover all of those lies. I like to think of it, it's we've become, we've become buried alive in a cocoon. A cocoon of very tightly wound stories that really are kind of burying us alive, you know? Which makes it easier for all those people to keep telling us we should be buried alive right now. And then, you know, with the pandemic, oh my God, now they're telling us you're invisible. Go quietly in the night. You don't deserve to be living any longer. Well, that's absurd too. You know, somebody told you that when you were in your 30s, you'd look at them and spit in their eye, you know. <laughs> right? You would never, you would never accept that. Why should you accept it now? Right. There's no reason to. And that's what I do is I, when I work with people, it's, I, like I tell them, I can't make miracles for you. I'm not going to make you into something that you really aren't. But what I can do is teach you how to unbury yourself from all the lies and so all the could stories. You could you share with us maybe an example of what you would do for somebody? So what I do is we, we go through, um, well, we go through what I call my techniques of, of, um, of energy clearing. We start going deep into ourselves and our past to find that light that's inside of all of us. Because you know, when we came into this world, we all had a beautiful white light that came with us. And somewhere along the line, it sort of got buried. But you know, it's still there because it's that light. It's that little light that kept you going all these years through the bumps and the ups and the downs of life. It's a thing that actually holds you steady and we forgot it's there. So what I do is I help my clients find that, I call it their self, the light of their self, the core. They find it again and they give it a great big hug and they let it know it's safe to come back out. Because you know, that's the light that made everything possible when you were young. When you were younger, and think about this, when you were a child, nothing was impossible. You could go to the moon, and we didn't go to the moon back then. <laughs> you, could, you could be anything and everything you ever wanted to be. All you had to do was pretend to be that, right? You could be anything. Nothing was impossible. And that light's still there, you know? And, and it helped you survive the ups and downs of life. 
to help you get to where you are. And like I say, when we talk about stages and chapters, we're talking about endings. So I like to say, we are all unfinished stories. And what we do is we're working on the next line to our story. You know, people are so busy making bucket lists because people tell them to make a bucket list. I suspect it's mostly because the marketers know they can make a lot of money off of us. <laughs> so let's get you to make a bucket list and then we'll get you to spend your money on the bucket list. But a bucket list is about death. It's about things you're going to do before you die. So what I do is I try to get my people to understand that, yes, death is going to happen, but it should not be the object of your living. So let's make life lists. When you were younger, that's what you made. You made life lists. Lists of wonderful things you're going to do with your life. And there is no reason you cannot still do it. I give you an example. There was a woman who told me we were we were um, reminiscing how when we were young, we both wanted to be astronauts. There was a teeny tiny problem with that. We were women, and in those days, women were not allowed in the services. In those days, women were not allowed or expected to be engineers. It was a very rare thing, and. Anytime you wanted to say that, they kind of poo-pooed you and told you, go sit in the back somewhere and learn to sew and cook and sort of do that sort of thing, you know. I actually was told that I could not do woodworking because girls can't do that thing. The machinery's too complicated. So we were talking about that, and now she's in her 70s, and you know, she's got a ticket on one of those space shuttles that is going to go up with regular people in it. So now she and gets she to be an astronaut. <laughs> she gets to be an astronaut. So who's to say that we can't do anything if we put our minds to wanting to do it again? You know, and and I, it was funny because, you know, she had to fill out this form, which was, I guess, geared to younger people because they were asking about their social media and, and how great was your social media presence. And she's like, I'm an older person. I'm not a big social media person. She goes, but I have the f direct phone number for everybody in the UN. Do you have that? <laughs> well, I would say that would be a, a pretty good um, connection for, for media or publicity. So There you go. Yeah. I mean, if she's going to be an influencer, she's an influencer. There you go. You know? But that's the whole point is that, you know, you... You could be pretty much anything you want to be. And and you should never close the door on that just because of your age. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I want to ask you, I'm curious about the Silva method, if you could mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit. Jose Silva was, um, I'm, I'm a Silva certified practitioner and I studied this with his daughter many years ago and later with Vishen Lakhani. Um, but the Silva method was created by this guy Jose Silva um, and back then it was, it was late 60s. It was tagged as brain uh, brainwashing or 
or hypnosis kind of thing, which it's yes and no. Um, what it is is it teaches you to go into a deep... Um, well, we know now that, that there are different stages that the consciousness runs, you know, alpha, delta, right, theta. We all understand that now, you know, sleep stages. So basically what it does is it's a technique that he developed to bring you to the most basic level of unconscious. But you are conscious. So you're aware, but yet you have lowered your effective filter of your mind to the point that it is receptive to suggestion mind thinking, right? The difference is you're not completely out of it. You are consciously directing it. Um, and he did it. It was uh, an experiment to help people learn things he did he used it on his children so that they could learn better and retain better um so that's sort of it's a combination what i do with people is a kind of a combination of that and and the fact that i'm an intuit um, i'm a clairsentient and i am um, an intuitive healer and um, energy um, worker light worker so it's a combination of the two things because I, 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 can, I can sense people. I can sense how people are. I can usually guide them into places that they're afraid to go into. But we do it without fear. We, we do it first gaining some strength of ourselves in our light because when you let your light get bigger I always call it like everybody understands a faucet right you know mm -hmm. you turn the spigot up on the fountain of light it makes you brighter it makes you stronger and it's much harder for the negativity to come flowing back which is really important I mean most of the reason people are afraid is it's unknown right it's unknown people are giving them one story but they're not quite buying the story <laughs> that they should be dying just just yet, right? But yet they're not getting any other stories. And people are telling them, oh, you should do businesses by buying this business in a box, you know. And that doesn't always work either. Because the truth is, growth doesn't come from the outside in. Where you learn something and boom, it becomes... It becomes the perfect thing for you. It doesn't work that way. It comes from the inside out. So when you start tapping back into the who you are, the truth of who you are, not the person that was molded to survive raising a family, not the person that was molded to make your parents happy, not the person that was molded, you know, to, to make the people around you comfortable. You. The person inside of you you know I always say we have dreams and that's one of the cool things about Silva it kind of can help you tap into those dreams that we all have we all have had it our whole lives sometimes we forget it and, and we forget that you know they were there 
But, you know, when we were younger in our 20s, we all knew about all these different skills that we had and all these different ideas and all of these things we had inside us, you know, these possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. But somewhere along the line, we weeded them out to the one that we needed at the moment. But then we get to this point and we've forgotten about all the others. And the only thing we can think about is the one last one. And what I do is I help people get past that. You know, I use the silver technique partially with okay. my intuitive guidance to tap in, look at the whole you. Because it's amazing, you know, that I, 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 this is why I get really excited and very high because when my clients finally tap into that light, when you tap into that light, it's kind of like when a butterfly starts breaking through the cocoon, right? It keeps tapping away and gets rid of the outside. And then when it starts to tap out of the cocoon, little bits start coming out and it's like a, a glow, right? And that's what people do. So when, when we get to those points and we start finding that little light that's still in them and we embrace it and we give it a big hug and we tell it how much we love it and it's safe to come out, you know? And it makes you stronger. It does. It makes you stronger. It makes you, it makes, it just raises your vibration of, of energy and life, light. And I get kind of excited because when that happens, all of a sudden my, my clients are like, Whoosh, and they're like, oh my God, you know, I completely forgot, but you know, I used to do this and I used to do that and I used to love to do this and I used to love to do that. And all of a sudden they go from, oh, I'm really depressed because life is ending and I have no more life and I used up my life and I wasted it and there's nothing left to... Oh my God, do you know how many things I could think of that I could do? You know, I was always really good at that. I bet you I could do that again. I just don't know how. And that's where the second part of where I help them is unlike, you know, there's a lot of healers out there and we are good at healing, but then we sort of leave them there. <laughs> And they're like, I don't know what to do next to make it happen, but I do. So, I mean, I have, amongst my many of hundreds of different careers I've had during my long lifetime, I've created businesses out of nothing. I've had many different careers in many different industries. So I do know how to help them. And once they get the possibilities rolling and we start creating life lists, because when we were younger, we used to create a life list. And if the first one didn't work, did we roll over, play dead and say, that's it? No. We said, there's another one on the list. We're going for the next one. And there's no reason just because you're over 60, 70, 80, that you cannot do the same thing. It's a life list, not a bucket list. So you work on something, cool. If it doesn't turn out to be everything you thought it would be, big deal, no big deal. You move on to another one because you have tools now. You have step-by-step -step things and ways to do things. So I teach them how to actually make 
these possibilities that they come up with actually happen. So by the time That's exciting. It is. It is. That's very exciting. So we we do our five to six week program and by the end they're spreading those gorgeous butterfly wings, taking off to fly. So excited, telling me all the wonderful, exciting adventures that they are having. Because the truth is we really don't want that fountain of youth. We don't want to be young like we were younger. We love the wisdom that we've gained over the many years. But we want that exuberance of yes. our youth. We want that life. We don't want people to keep making believe we're invisible. That's what makes us depressed when people think we're invisible and we don't have anything to offer anymore, which is ridiculous when you think about the many, many, many years you have, you have gathered this wonderful wisdom. You have gathered enormous amounts of tools. I actually had an older woman who said to me, oh, but I was nothing. I was never anything. I'm not like you guys who had wonderful careers and everything. I was just a housewife and a mother. And I said, my God, just a housewife and a mother? I don't know too many mothers or housewives that have not done about a million things and have a million skills in organizing and juggling and making things and doing things and creating things out of thin air when they need to. You are not somebody who is nothing. You are not somebody who has no skills. You are not someone who has nothing to offer the greater world still. You know, you think about that. It puts things in perspective. If you're 60, you got 30 to 40 more years to go. Even if you're 80, you got a good 20 years to go. That's a lifetime. Absolutely. So Judy, do you have anything for our listeners, um, advice who are over that 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years old about how to form a community where we can have this belief that we can well, do these things? I always say, you know, like, um, my program is actually a small community program because I do work with people one-on-one. -on -one but I try to work with them in small groups because I realize, you know, despite everything else, we do have our friends and family dropping like flies. So there is that element of feeling alone and deserted and abandoned. But when you think about it, our age group, my generation, this baby boomer generation, is the largest demographic generation in the world. We have more people in our generation than any other generation right now. So even if we are losing people here and there, we still have a whole heck of a lot of us left. And it's just a matter of seeking out. And you know, in today's day and age, you have technology. So you don't have to be all alone. You have Zoom rooms, you have all sorts of things, you know. You can go outside and see people on the street if it's safe enough for you at the moment. But there's always something. 
you don't have to be alone which is why I always tell everybody listen to the whispers of your soul that soul inside you knows so much knowledge is knowing you're older wisdom is knowing life ain't over yet so live your life like a work in progress and you continue to live your life out loud because it really is not over yet you know it's really not about a fountain of youth and if you think about it is it cuts you off from life you know younger older middle-aged people I have a lot of friends who are young and I have a lot of friends who are old and it's okay you know because it's not about a fountain of youth it's about a fountain of life and if you understand it's about a fountain of life then all life is good and you can live life for living Judy what an empowering message for people who are what society calls retiree age <laughs> Yeah, I'm a linguist too, so I'd love to strike that from the language. So what would be a yeah. better term that you could come up with instead of retiring? I like to say we are works in progress. Works in progress is so much nicer. And when you think about it, life is about being a work in progress. Always learning, always gaining, always finding something new. I mean... If you're 55 and you're telling me your life is over, heck, I didn't go back to school to get my college degrees until I was in my late 50s. While I put three guys through college at the same time and I was a single mother. Nothing's impossible. And if I could meet somebody at 59 years old and get married and start a new life at 60, how can you say that's the end? That's ridiculous. You know, the truth is, people who live their life for living, they have much better health. You know, a lot of my peers, one of the things they always ask about is health and wealth. And when I ask them, why are you worried about your health? What would you gain if you had perfect health? They said, well, then I would be I would be alive and I could be living and I could be somebody in something and I said oh and then I said but if you're wealth oh they say I have to live on limited income I don't want to live on limited income if I was very wealthy I wouldn't have to live on limited income and what would that do for you I would be alive I would feel alive so the truth is we want to be alive. And yeah, when you are alive, you know, like I said, it doesn't come from the outside in. <laughs> it goes from the inside out. When you are living your life as a living human being, guess what? Your health improves. Your wealth improves. You'll start finding abundance. I used to think people were crazy when they told me that, but it's really true. When you're living your life with your light flowing at its highest level you can get it to, abundance start happening. I was a single mom. I didn't have a whole lot of money. 
And yet I put three children, three sons through college on my own and put myself in my late 50s because I was a very old mom when I had my children. So in my late 50s, I put myself through college and started a whole new international career. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. Judy, thank you so much for being a guest tonight. Um, you can find Judy on LinkedIn and your website is living out loud ain't over yet all one word dot com thank you judy thank you it was lovely lovely to see you again <laughs> we'll have to visit again soon thank you